Hey guys, this is David. And Andrea. Christopher Scott Maxwell the first. And you know it's your boy Seth. <laughs> in the house. I didn't go, my name is David Edward Ward the third. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but okay. You, but you, I do what I want. Yeah. I you, guess I gotta step my intro game up. Oh, I should have called myself Cooking Mama. And uh, Cooking <laughs> Mama. <laughs> yeah, this is Seth's first this is episode one. Episode one of <laughs> Suplex the Sticks, a gaming yeah, podcast. I just want to let you guys know it sounds like we're drunk. We're not. It literally took 45 minutes to set all this up. And by the time we set it up, we got the intro wrong 46 times. So, But like, here we are. We made it. We made it. We're here. Let's, let's start off with the news. The news well, is... I wish we had like a weird little... Like... Yeah. Let's all do a different rendition of it. Because so that'll be helpful. The first news is... Oh, that's a good one. Ooh. We'll stick with that. The first news is how we got our name, which is Seth Hates Wrestling, and I thought Suplex the Sticks was cool, so I'm going to buy him Super Mario Odyssey so he would finally pick a name. And he accepted this one. So he will be getting a copy of Super Mario Odyssey. That's pretty much all the news you need to know. Just there kidding. You go. Here's some more. Yeah. Um, that's, some, that's some inside baseball for you. Yeah. Right, right here on episode one. Everyone, <laughs> everyone wants to hear. <laughs> um, there's no flashbacks. We're just we're giving it all away right at the beginning. Um, so. so um, we have, they announced the Xbox Games with Gold and the Sony uh, Games for Plus, whatever you want to call it. Yep. I, I forget what the they plus. call it. Games for Plus. Um, and the Games with Gold are Grow Up and Runbow for the Xbox One, which Seth, uh, I didn't know until he looked at it and was like, oh, Runbow's on the Xbox? That's awesome. So is that game? Yeah, Runbo, is it fun? Runbo is a super fun party game. It's like a, a a group platformer where everyone fights to get to the end and, and kill each other and stuff. It's really good. Nice. I like it. Is there Sylvester Stallone DLC? <laughs> um, I'm not sure. Okay. They actually in- they included a bunch of characters from other indie games that you can play as, so he might be one of them. Ooh, okay. I'm in. Sign me up. And then Sony's was, uh, I was irresponsible and didn't pull it up. But I know that I Until Dawn was one of them. Okay, so uh, David has been super pissy. Am I allowed to say that on PG-13? Well, I did. Whoops. Yes. We'll bleep I it. I said the F word last week. Oh, whoops. And I <laughs> forgot to edit that <laughs> one out. Yeah. Can we Huh? I said we're going to need to cut that out. Yeah, uh, we need to cut that out. Yeah. Maybe. Um... So, PlayStation Plus is Until Dawn and Game of Thrones on the PS4. On the PS3, it's Tokyo Jungle and Darkstalkers Resurrection. And on the Vita, which, what's that, is Element 41 and Don't Die, Mr. Robot. They really just... Hey, the Vita is the beta Nintendo Switch. It really is. I'm literally selling mine on Friday to raise money for the Nintendo Switch fund. There by, you go. By the time Splatoon 2 comes out. Huh, Seth? We're having fun because Seth is on Skype. Yeah. So, <laughs> when he is coming in and out, it's a great time. 
We can't control it. I think we lost him. Did we lose him? Still here. Okay, he's still here. Um, So those are the PlayStation Plus games. David is super salty because he and Seth have been playing until dawn. And there's no way to know what games are going to be what and what's going to be free. But it's obviously free. It's a really good game. I've had a blast with it, but he had to pay for it. Yeah, I dropped 20 bucks on it when I could have had it for free. But it's worth the 20 bucks. It, I would definitely say it's definitely, you didn't waste the 20 bucks. Definitely worth the 20 bucks. Um, Seth agreed we could talk about wrestling if it's a video game. So I just want to say that the WWE 2K18 intro thing is fire. It is freaking awesome. That's all I'll say. Yeah, it was neat. I liked it. So there's the wrestling update <laughs> that we're allowed to do. Yeah. I just want to say, and I, I specifically said not even if it's video games. <laughs> well, uh, and he just hangs up now. Sorry. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> um, so, along with the Super Nintendo Classic news, um, is it called Super Nintendo Classic? That was probably not. It was right. Um, Nintendo stock and their market value has climbed past Sony this That's past true, week, yep. which is kind of neat. Why um, is that? Is it because of... It's because they knocked E3 out of the park. They really did. And yeah. the SNES Classic is going to be a huge money maker for them for the 15 that they make and put into the market. <laughs> yeah. Um, that everyone buys and scalps. Yeah. So... Um, with, with that news, Seth, what's your, so me and Seth, Seth more so than me, even, uh, as the Nintendo guy, um, what, uh, what are your feelings on the, the classic? Um, I am super excited for it. And I actually went to GameStop yesterday in the, the monsoon weather to ask the guy if I could pre-order it. I mean, he said I couldn't, but you know, I had to try at least. It's true. But I'm definitely going to get one. I I just don't have the reaction you had towards it, I guess. I'm really excited for it, but my feelings are, give me this as a cartridge for my Switch, because I would like to have these on the go, or have I mean, them... I, I, I get that, um, but eventually these games are going to be on the virtual console on Switch anyway, and this is... It's for a whole different audience. They're not aiming this at people who already have an Nintendo Switch. Um, I'm, I mean, sure, they're betting that those people will buy them. But uh, the SNES Classic is more aimed toward people who grew up playing the Super Nintendo and have stopped since, you know, um, religiously buying video games and, and consoles. Um, it, I thought it was, it was really cool the day they announced it. I was going on Twitter, and I saw people who I had never seen talk about video games, um, talking about the Super Nintendo and the games they loved when they were kids and people fighting about whether Genesis was better or not. <laughs> so those are the people they're, they're aiming for. Um, and Nintendo said that they're going to produce uh, significantly more than they did with the NES Classic to accommodate those people. So 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so what was your favorite game on the Classic that they announced? Um, I don't want to go through all 21 because that'd be a boring segment, but uh, what's your favorite? I would have to say, of the games um, that I've played, probably Super Mario RPG. It is, 
I, I really didn't expect it to be on there because um, a lot of characters put my character Gino on it to uh, Smash Bros. Um, like right issues, right? Of the game, so I wasn't sure that it was going to be on there. Um, but it's, it's one of my favorite games of all time. It's probably the game that I've played through the most. I can I I can. You cut out pretty hard there. Okay. Sorry, but you're good now. Um. Ah, bummer. So, sorry, Seth. Sorry, uh, Seth. So, I'm really excited for Mega Man X. I still have very fond memories of having that on my Super Nintendo. Um. Probably as much so as said than Super Mario RPG because I would sit there and just play it over and over again. And I never remembered the stuff to continue my game. So it was literally starting it from the beginning and <laughs> playing it over and over. Um, that and Earthbound, which I uh, have a weird connection with because after my dad passed away, even though there was new, newer consoles out at the time... Um, at my grandparents' house up in California, they had a Super Nintendo and they had Earthbound. And so I played a ton of that because uh, I was up there when it happened and it like was coping. So I played a ton of Earthbound as a kid. Um, so that was kind of... I was excited to see that. I didn't expect Earthbound to be there, even though I knew a lot of people would want it, to be honest. So, Andrea, hmm. any thoughts? I know you are on Sega Genesis. Actually, I like Sega Master System, but... Because women are the masters. We are the, the masters of, of the universe. So, um, you're not excited about the NES at all? Or no, I, I, grew, I grew up on Sega. I, hmm. we, we had a Sega Master System, a Sega Genesis, and a Sega Game Gear. Wow. We that's we were a Sega family, so I have no interest in this whatsoever. No so way. you're saying your family is really good at picking the losing side. <laughs> I mean, that's fine if you want to say Ooh. that. I'm not going to argue because I know that's... it's one against three, <laughs> so there's no point in me arguing. Now, granted, I had a Sega Genesis. I had both as a kid. With the Sega CD. Oh, and shoot. I know. And Willie Beamish. When Bryce listens to this, he God, knows. Willie Beamish. Willie you Beamish talk about this all, every time is you can. the bomb diggity. That's the first like point. That's the voice. That's the voice. The voice. The I'm from Boston. My name's Affleck. The voice. That's the voiced, uh, like point to click RPG game I had ever played where like decisions mattered. I remember leaving detention and then you got caught and you go back to detention. It was crazy. And now there's tons of games like. All the Telltale games where you can do that kind of stuff. But it was awesome. So I do like Sega Genesis. I am I think the lineup for the Super Nintendo is like star-studded. I mean, I, I can't think of a better word. Um, I think they picked a great pack of games. They really did. Star Fox 2, 
Mario Kart 8 to me is one of the best games on the Super Listen, Nintendo. There's Zelda, that they're there's Zelda on yeah. there. Um, Earthbound, like David said. I believe it's Street Fighter 2, right? That I think is it Street Fighter 2 that they're doing too? Yeah, it's Street Fighter 2. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Turbo. The only game they're missing, and this is the reason why I wish it would take cartridges, is the best video game of all time Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. They didn't add it on there, and I'm a little bit salty about it, and that's okay. I just have to buy a regular Super Nintendo, apparently, for one game, and that's my life, and that's fine. Thanks, Reggie. <laughs> Seth, now that your connection has hopefully recouped itself from all your nostalgia, um, <laughs> what what game do you wish was uh, on the Super Nintendo Classic? Uh, the biggest game that I really was hoping was on there was this game called Tetris Attack. Ooh, that was a good game. dude. That, that was one of the games I can remember growing up that my mom actually played. Um, yeah, she actually mentioned that to me the other day. Yeah, it was a perfect game for, um, and it would be just for couch co-op, basically, um, because the the games don't take too long, especially with the you know the plug and play nature of the system. I thought it would be uh, a, a perfect game to be on there. Dude, I did. That's a perfect like. You hit the nail on the head. If they'd put Turtles in Time on there. <laughs> And Tetris Attack, <laughs> why even get a Switch, a PS4, and we don't need them. Throw them away. Yeah. We don't They've need them. They've already got a great game. Throw them away. That's a good one. I didn't even think about that. My, my brother and I used to fight. Like, legit would fight in Tetris Attack, and then legit fight each other in the bedroom. And my parents knew what was up. They're like, oh, Tetris Attack again. We my, gotta... <laughs> mine is maybe a more obscure title. It's uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Yes! I have That's very, another good one. very fond memories of playing couch co-op of that. And I'll just be stuck playing emulators of it. Uh, I was about to say... Come the, and get me, police. The emula- like, <laughs> to me, the emulators are really bad, though. Yeah. Because, I mean, the graphically, they're sound. But, like, just having to use your phone, just it's not the, it just doesn't feel right. It's not the yeah. same. But I did, I did uh, all three games we just mentioned. Turtles in Time, I couldn't find an emulator that even did it justice, so I didn't even try. There were Tetris Attack emulators that I just couldn't get into. I tried, and then I did, I did have, I did play Zombies, Ate My Neighbors, a couple of the levels, and then I just couldn't do it on the phone, so I kept dying. So I gave up. That's another good one. See, see, babe, you're supposed I mean, to, you're supposed to contribute to this awesome conversation. Sorry, and you're too busy. Like, well, Sonic. Uh, Honestly, that's not the even thing my favorite about Sega the game. Super Nintendo, the thing about the Super Nintendo is that you could you could continue to name off games that that you think should be on it, and you wouldn't be wrong because there was just so many great games. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think a, a lot of people I saw were upset that Chrono Trigger wasn't on it. Yeah, which a yeah, a lot. A lot of people consider it the greatest game of all time. There was a was it Game Informer? I mean, we could talk about whoever we want because we do our own thing. Game Informer had uh, 100 best RPGs of all time, and it was like mm, it was Game it was high up there. It was like top five, I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, it's everyone. Yeah. Everyone loves that. Game. I'm pretty sure it was two or three, because obviously Skyrim was number one. It's right here. Oh, I got it. Let's check. So Skyrim, I'm pretty sure was number one, and then which I don't know about that. Here, I'll find it so you can. Talk. It's debatable. Um, yeah. But, I think it's the most accessible RPG. I was because we certainly Andrea and had, I, the, had the most uh, mainstream appeal of any RPG. Andrea and I like. And it's to, not a. It doesn't make it a bad game. It's an awesome <laughs> game. 
Um, Andrea and I like to play this game where if someone does a top five or 50 of something, she likes to see me horribly guess wrong and then get mad that I'm not right. So Chrono Trigger was the one that slipped under the radar of the top five RPGs. Because, of course, I went Skyrim. I went Oblivion. I went the Fallout series. I uh, did some of like the random games on the computer that did really well. And she's like, nope, 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 nope. And I like it, as soon as she said it, I was like, that makes perfect sense. But it like totally slipped under the radar. I thought I'd be able to get the top five. It was number three. It was number three. What yeah. was number one? Number one was Skyrim. Yep. And number zero was Dungeons and Dragons. Ah, uh, yeah. Dungeons like, and Dragons is a good time. <laughs> yeah. What was number two? Final Fantasy six. Yes. I, I had said I had said seven. And she was like, Nope, it's six. And so I I messed that up. So six is gonna be the one that's on the NES classic. Okay. Cool. Right. Uh, so, even though it's numbered three because that was its American release number. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. So basically they they gave you this the second best second RPG. best RPG, but they didn't give you the Third best, according, according to Game Informer. According to Game Informer, of course. This isn't our personal opinion. But, uh, yeah, I didn't even think about Chrono Trigger either. But like you said, it's so easy to just keep rattling off titles that easily could have been on there. I think they went with a lot of the mainstream appeal. Mario Kart 8 definitely should be on there. The well, Mario, Mario... What do you mean? Mario Kart... Mario, Mario Kart... Not Mario Kart 8, I'm sorry. Mario Kart for the, for the Super Nintendo. Sorry. It is on there. That's what I'm saying. It should be on there. But... Uh. There's other games that arguably should be on there, like Mario Kart is what I'm saying, like Chrono Trigger, okay, okay, okay. Turtles in Time. I don't know if I'm biased. I don't know if you guys like that game. It's my favorite game of all time. I mean, it's good. I just think they have to be picky with their third party that stuff. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and it's Konami, right? So there's a whole bunch of BS yeah. with Konami right now, as we know. So maybe that's a part of it. Um, so on the Nintendo train still, less popular with these two over here with me. <laughs> Um, is the Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle game. Oh, my gosh. Um, and the the collector's edition was released for what's going to be in it. <laughs> and I'm kind of unhappy with it because... It's a, it's a Rabbids Mario It's a Rabbids Mario edition. statue. And I want... Uh, I mean, I what guess I want it to be more themed Mario than Rabbids. But he expected that's, the gun I that expect, they're flashing yeah. around in the Ubisoft conference. God, that's what he's expecting. I wanted one of those. Oh, my yeah. God. Those were dope. Cringe, man. Cringe of the year, for sure. That would, that would never happen. I mean, they just... They both don't speak English, and they both... <laughs> it was a real hard time for both of them. It really was. I'm sure they and both the knew audience. how bad it was coming across. But... Then in other news, I just want to let you guys know that my forehead is so big, it's rejecting the headband that I put on it. <laughs> I just want you guys... I just wondered what was going that's on. That's a women's headband. Okay, but I have a five head. Like, when I wear snapback, <laughs> when I wear snapback hats, I literally have only two connectors. Like, my, I have a fat freaking head. Yeah, me too. You guys can't see it, so I just wanted to share that with you. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about as far as news is... Um, um, Dino Patty, if I say his name right, he's the C- he was the CEO of Playdead, who make Limbo and Inside, two amazing Microsoft exclusives. They were Microsoft exclusives. Now you can play them on uh, the different <laughs> consoles. Uh, he left Playdead, and he teamed up with this guy named Chris Olson, who has this company called Jump Ship, and he does a lot of animation stuff. He's done it for like Half-Blood Prince, Iron Man 2, Avengers Age of Ultron. 
and he, they are working on a game called Somerville, which is like this, this really sci-fi looking thing. It's just a teaser trailer right now, but if you've played Limbo or Inside, uh, it definitely gets you excited for what uh, I need this to could play possibly inside. be. I haven't, I haven't played Inside all the way through. I played a little bit of it. Bryce has played all of it, and he loved it. The reviews were great. I liked what I played, but it's just like... In a in a time right now where games are so crazy, unfortunately, sometimes indies get the get the shaft. But the, but then you come back to it and you get so excited. So let's go to something we've all taken a part of. Okay. In this past week, Chris, this goes a little bit directly to you. Okay. Um, we've been playing Old Destiny. Good old. Good old Destiny. Good old Destiny. You know the the holes in that boat never seem to keep us from sailing it. <laughs> Um, but I love it. <laughs> um, we always choose that boat at the end of the day. I, I don't know what it is, but <laughs> at the end of the day, we die. I, at the end of the night, I'm still like, I'll sit there and be like, oh, I haven't touched this game yet, but I could do a couple of bounties in destiny. And then I just go <laughs> do a couple of bounties in destiny. Um, but I don't know how you feel about this, Chris or Seth. I've actually, even though me and Seth text and talk a decent amount i haven't asked him how he feels um about just getting emblems for completing all the stuff you did in destiny one um as a reward in destiny two um so how do you what do you think about that seth getting the emblems instead of like anything maybe uh perceivably of value it is uh, about what I expected they would do. Um, I mean, they, they, they didn't... They basically said outright that it's going to be uh, uh, starting over. Um, so, and I'm fine with that. I didn't, I didn't really expect uh, much of anything. But they also, in the same little re- release that they had about it, they said there's going to be stuff in the actual... Like, actual gameplay stuff in there that... That are good. some are going to be nods to people who played, and some are going to be there. Going to be other outright things that you can have to to show off that you were a part of um, the original game and, and all of its phases. So I don't I don't think it's going to be limited to those emblems. Um, my only gripe with it is that I started playing on PS3 and then moved over to Xbox One, and so all the all all the stuff that I could get from my original playing days, I will not be able to get, depending right. on uh, what platform I play Destiny 2 on, which will probably be Xbox. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm with you. We had a friend, Lewis, who feels that, uh, I mean, I'm not calling him out. I could pull the chat up, and he'd, I'm sure he'd be willing to talk about it on here. He, he feels that maybe we should have gotten more love, um, but I, I just don't see... My my reasoning is that what other video game rewards you for buying their old game, kind of. Like, you don't get an exclusive skin in Far Cry 5 because you bought Far Cry 4. You don't... I mean, do you... Chris now, kind of to be up. fair, EA used to do that. I don't know if you remember. Like, you could get the well, old... Mass Effect, yeah. Mass but. Effect, and then you could get the... Uh, they were doing promotions for cross-gaming where... I had played Mass Effect and I played Dead Space and I got the Commander Shepard suit for Dead Space, which was okay, really Okay, Ubisoft sweet. still does some of that. Yeah. With well, the Ubi Play store. And this was EA, thing. yeah. Ubi yeah. Play definitely does it. 
Um, but Did I, Gears do it? Uh, Gears has done it, yeah. Um, Gears recycles old maps, though. I mean, yeah. granted, yeah. that's the same thing as getting emblems, if we're going to be honest. Yeah. Um, I can... I didn't mean to interrupt you, David. You're I can, good. I can vouch for both sides. I can vouch for David saying... You know what? We're getting something. Not many people do that. Thanks. Yeah, because Blizzard doesn't give you stuff every yeah. time they release a WoW expansion. I agree. Yes. And being appreciative. Then I can see Mario's side of like, well, it's kind of like a slap in the face. They're just emblems. I can see both. I can see both sides. It depends on your your outlook on on life or your outlook on gaming, really. Um, he has put more than a whole month into the game. That's very true. And nothing's being ported over. Is that correct? Well, well, the whole game is changing. Because remember, babe, Destiny 2 is basically... They wrote the story well to where it wouldn't make sense to keep your stuff. Because the... What's the, what's the new villain's name? Do you guys remember? Uh, Seth Might. Do you remember the new villain's name, Seth? Uh, Cock Bagels, I think. <laughs> uh, whoever he is. He basically shows up to the tower and destroys everything. The Guardians lose all their powers. Oh well, then that makes sense. It, it so was actually it was very zero. it was very well written. Okay. Instead of hey, here's this Destiny game that's just like the first one, where it makes no sense that you're losing all your powers, but we're gonna make you lose them anyways. Okay, well, so at least they sense. they made it make sense. Um, I'm in the same boat as Seth. I'm gonna play it on PS4, and I've probably logged at least a couple weeks on Destiny, not a month, but maybe two weeks. I've probably logged. On Destiny on Xbox One, but I'm gonna play it on PS4. Just unfortunately, David and Seth are the only ones I can't play with. But my wife has a PS4 and she wants to try it out, so it, I'm kind of in a difficult pickle. And that's why multiple consoles suck because you freaking miss out on playing with your friends, and it's still a constant thing. I'm so glad that that Microsoft, like PC and Xbox, are at least trying to bridge that gap. Sony is the only one who didn't do the Minecraft deal, which their excuse made no sense. And I love Sony. I'll st- PS4 is one of my favorite consoles of all time. But I feel like they really need to start thinking about the consumer or you're going to see that backlash, especially with Nintendo stock like going shooting through the roof. I think I'm proud of Nintendo and Microsoft for making E3 as competitive as it was, where even if you're a Nintendo fanboy or Microsoft fanboy, you kind of figured Sony was going to blow the roof off the mother again. And the fact that... I watched Sony as a Sony lover, super depressed. Is actually good for business because maybe they'll start making some decisions that'll kind of bridge this gap. Because it sucks that I can't play with Seth or David, but it's cool that I can play with my wife. And it's just like, I don't know. It kind of sucks. I kind of went off on a tangent, but I, I think you guys know what I'm talking Enjoy about. Enjoy your exotic and exclusive strike for the couple of months <laughs> you have it. You guys will get it like a year later, I think is what they said. Who knows? Yeah. So other than that, I don't have any news. What about you? I've got one more, and then I'm going to make Andrea talk about something. Uh, I'm going to put her on the spot. But I don't know uh, if you guys have seen, it came out this week, that game called Get Even. Have you guys seen anything for that? No. Okay. Get Even? Get Even. It's called Get Even. It's published by Namco Bandai. Uh, The developer is uh, The Farm 51, who hasn't done anything. I kind of, I did a little Wikipedia research so I can act like I know what I'm talking about. And they worked in the Painkiller series and the Necrovision series. I've never heard of either one of those. Um, but uh, the trailer is basically, it shows this woman who, uh, the whole narration insinuates that she's either going insane or like really demonic, crazy stuff's happening. It's a spoopy game. And she uses this like cell phone tablet device to like 
evaluate her surroundings and evaluate the enemies she comes on and it like gives her diagnostic readings and stuff it's a really cool use of like a cell phone or tablet as a peripheral the gun combat looks pretty good it's getting so so reviews but it looks like straight up like shutter island and resident evil had a baby so I'm pretty much going to have to try that out eventually. Is it just on your cell phone tablet or is it no, on No, 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 no. It's, it's on a PS4 or Xbox One. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's made on all the platforms. PS4, uh, PC, Xbox One. But you, you have a gun. But you can pull out this peripheral and use it to like assess the environment. Oh, assess, okay, okay. And okay. then the you'd have to watch it. Their narration is like she's like, am I insane? Like it's like it's like a psychologist or psychiatrist and it's her talking back and forth. And so it looks like it's got an interesting interesting dynamic of story to where it's like you're going to have to go on that journey of is this real? Is there going to yeah. be some super crazy twist? Is this, you know. So, uh, uh, you know, I want to give games shout outs when they pique our interest and that one has definitely piqued our interest. So if you're listening to this podcast, you should check it out if you're into the spoopy stuff because it looks spoopy. All right, so I want Andrea to talk about... Andrea had this great idea. We've been playing a lot of Friday the 13th. In the Mighty Book Podcast, we used to talk about what we're playing. I mean, it's kind of lame, but it's still important to us. We've been playing a lot of Friday the 13th, and Andrea had this great idea that I'm going to have her tell you guys, and then someone else had the same great idea, and the developer was like, nope, not happening. So it crushed her gaming dreams, and I'm going to subject her to crying to you guys on the air. Babe, go. Oh, man. So, oh man, <laughs> oh man, how dare you? So, if you haven't played Friday the 13th, you pretty much spawn as either a counselor of the camp or as Jason. And you either A, have to get away from Jason by surviving or kill him, which is almost impossible. Or if you're Jason, you have to kill the counselors. So, my idea was they should patch in Freddy and... You should. You can either spawn as Freddy to help to kill counselors, or kill Jason, and it could give counselors time to get away, and it would also give you know another dynamic to the game, and it would just be all around cool because I love Freddy, and then and, I mean obviously Freddy versus Jason is why you would think that that is yeah. a possibility. Well, yeah. Okay. So yeah, of course. So Freddy versus Jason, um, and of course you can add in another map. And all that kind of stuff. And and you've got, an, obviously, an, another weapon, too, because you've got Freddy's claws. And then you can do the whole, I don't know, a nightmare thing. I don't know. There's a lot well, of things that you can yeah. add to it. There's a fear factor in the game that Fre- Freddy lives on fear. Exactly. So you, you could use that to an advantage for Freddy as well, I, th- I think. Exactly. And so I'm looking through because... These developers are really good at communicating with their consumers. And so almost every day they post something on Facebook about the updates they're doing and the patches they're doing and whatnot. And so today I'm reading through the comments and I don't know why because it just (laughs) pisses me off. Just the slander and the disgusting human beings that are in this community. But... And someone has the same idea. And they actually said, I can't wait for new maps and possibly... A Freddy DLC and the developer commented back and they go Freddy's not part of this franchise but new maps are coming and I want to be like well, Freddy's part of the franchise in Freddy versus Jason I mean it's a, it's a it's crossover not, yeah. but it is it is a crossover but I was so upset I just sent it I sent the screenshot to Chris and I'm just like I'm gonna go kill myself now <laughs> Jeez. why would I bother playing <laughs> 
And that's such a good idea. And then it made me think of, think of all the crossovers that are out there. Like, I mean, Nintendo loves to cross stuff over. I mean, there's... there's Mortal Kombat crossed over. Yeah, I mean, there's so many... Jason, Xenomorphs. I, I totally agree with you. And it's like, I don't want to hate on them because, man, they're getting just the brunt of the... the just the horrible filth that is humanity in the gaming universe. And they've done a lot with so little. And they really have. With 30 developers, they've made a really fun multiplayer game that really do, really does the franchise justice. But it's like, just because Jason isn't... Or just because, I'm sorry, Freddy isn't Friday the 13th, there's that's, that's not the best excuse. It's not. You should say we don't have the manpower or we just don't want to do it. Or we want to fix... Right now, we want to focus on what's broken right now. We want to make sure everything is the way it is. We want to focus on the single-player campaign, which they are doing. Like, if they, you know, came back with that instead of just saying, no, it's not part of the franchise, like, out of the question, like, uh, that just kind of sucks. So I just wanted to, I wanted to let Andrea talk a little bit, because sometimes we got to push her to talk, you know. She feels overwhelmed by these strapping young lads that she calls her friends. But... Sometimes, you know, other people get depressed about games, too. And I'm sure you're a, you as a listener, sometimes you get bummed out. This and, game has been depressing me all week. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to save my story for next week because I don't want to talk too much about Friday the 13th. So, do we want to go with our original idea that we talked about? Yeah, let's just do it. Let's do it. All right. <clears throat> so, yeah, we'll end with that. In, uh, Thanks for making that decision. <laughs> we'll end with this. <laughs> Uh, June 30th or July 1st, one of those days, you can go and do the math, I don't feel like it, um, is the halfway point for 2017. And let's just say, what a freaking doozy, huh? Um, so what we decided to do is uh, think about all the releases that have happened up until June 30th or July 1st and pick the game of the year. So we're going to pick the game of the year as if the year ended... In a couple days. And then what we'll do after is maybe try to pick a title that's coming out that could possibly dethrone the champ. So, Seth, off the top of your head, and I know what you're going to say, and I, 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 I agree with you in a sense. What are a couple games, I know the first one you're going to say, what are a couple games that you think are contenders for Game of the Year? Well, the obvious answer here... <laughs> Is Breath of the Wild. Ding, 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 ding. The Nintendo Switch masterpiece that people have called, argued, maybe, possibly, just maybe the best game ever. Oh, man, here we go. I mean, I I, I don't know that it's the best game ever. I'm not saying that. Um, But I think it, it will take a Herculean effort from any other game to sort of uh, present something that will be a, a better gaming package this year than than Zelda. So nothing I think. nothing else comes to mind? Uh, Just that one? Um I mean I honestly I can't I can't remember too many other games that I've new games that I've played this year. Yeah. Um uh, Yeah, I don't know. I, I know uh the other game that I've put a lot of time into I think that I have enjoyed is uh the newest Fire Emblem game on 3DS, but okay, you know, yeah, those that's don't, not, they don't get too much. That's love. not going to win any awards. Yeah, David, I know you're going to agree with him. So just no, to... I I can't on a level because 
I played arguably one of the most engaging games I've ever played, and I I couldn't put it down in Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh man, I, the tables have turned. Um, I loved Breath of the Wild, and don't get me wrong, that game was amazing. Part of the reason I was able to get through it was because of its portability. But I set aside dedicated time to play the heck out of Horizon Zero Dawn. I have not collected anything in a game like that in a long time. I, I think I texted Seth one night after like five hours of collecting things. Like, I haven't collected anything like this since I beat Assassin's Creed 2. And I oh, found man, like almost real. all the feathers or whatever it is you collected in that. Um I just I wanted to find everything and I I had a great time with that. We criminally did not talk about it enough on the show last week. Um that was one of my notes when I went back and listened to last week. Um yes, we are all listening to our own episodes to try to figure out what works. And to try to get us views. We're like the days gone people who can't figure out what makes their game good <laughs> until the they release their demo. Um, uh, but legit Horizon Zero Dawn gets it for me um, until possibly and only because I know how much fun I had with the first one uh, Splatoon 2 oh that's that's not a bad because I I love the universe of that and that's that's the only thing besides what else is coming Uh, Crackdown 3 that I think could probably dethrone it Cool. In my opinion. That's surprising because you guys are always on the Nintendo train. Well, I, I, like I said, I love Breath of the Wild, but Horizon Zero Dawn really grabbed me. More so than I thought it would. There was a point where I thought I was going to, I talked about it last week, that halfway point threshold where I was going to lose it. And no, it, it just did not. No. No point where it lost me. Babe? really played any games that would logistically make game of the year contendership so out of the games that i have played if i were to pick a game of the year out of them i'd probably pick night in the woods okay none of you guys have played so i'm not even gonna talk about it that's a good sony indie game if you haven't if you haven't researched it or looked at the trailer uh david and i were talking prior to the podcast about how sony doesn't emphasize their indies enough and they've got a lot of good indies out there there's a, an indie game I'm going to talk about uh, next week that I'll hopefully have finished by then. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it now. But uh, David and I were talking about how Sony needs to put more emphasis on their indies because Microsoft with E3 blew indies out of the park. And there's so many indie games I can't wait to play. Um, so that is a good one. Um, it's a mind F. Like if, you, if you're looking for a, just a slow-paced, I don't really want to be in like a lot of... I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it. It's just a slow-paced game, but it will mess with your mind. I am all about that. I am all about Shamalama ding-donging my brain. Yeah, but it's <laughs> um, definitely slow-paced. That one might not sneak through the PG-13 <laughs> range. So, um, I can agree with Seth. I want to propose a, a question to David and Seth first that I always propose. Is it a really good game... I just okay, so I'm I'm having a hard time phrasing this. I feel like Zelda great games are great, but is it just because it's Zelda sometimes? 
Like, is it if you if you took Breath of the Wild and it wasn't a Zelda game, would it still be as good? I think it is the accessible RPG, even more so than Skyrim was. Seth, uh, I mean, I guess I think there is a point there, but I don't know that you can you can really just abstractly take all of the characters and story and setting out of the game and then say, would that be a good game? Because it wouldn't yeah. really be a game at all. They built the, I mean, they, they, they started with the idea of, you know, the, the natural exploration of everything, but it's, it's all tied into the, to the Zelda characters and, and the lore and stuff. And so I think without that stuff, it would be a wholly different game. So I don't yeah. know that you can really pose the question. But I do think that um, it, it, it does stand out from other recent Zeldas. Like, uh, uh, we'll go with Point at Skyward Sword, um, that when it came out, it got a lot of praise. And then um, farther down the line, the, the opinion of it's kind of soured recently. Um, but I think that Breath of the Wild was such a departure from the tried-and-true uh, formula of Zelda that it it it's it's enough of its own kind of separate entity um, to you know negate the the kind of stuff that it would get just for being Zelda normally. Gotcha. Yeah, because Skyward Sword came out and it literally got tens across the board, and I felt like it was just effortlessly getting tens. Like I, I almost yeah. felt like people didn't even play it, and it was getting tens just. Everywhere. The, the media had the game two weeks, three weeks before the launch. For Skyward Sword? Yes. And most media, it was the only game they got with their Switch. For that, Breath of the Wild? or Breath of okay, the Wild. Okay. So most of the... I, and I, I just know that from listening to the podcasts and stuff I listened to. That was mostly the only game they got to review the Switch with. So they had a whole month almost with just that game. So, I mean, they played it pretty intimately, I'd say. Yeah. They, they really explored it. From, from what I've seen with Breath of the Wild, I don't mind some of the scores. I still, I think, I like the Zelda franchise. I guess I still just don't get it. But mm-hmm. Skyward Sword, to me, effortlessly just got tens. And I would read the reviews, and it was like, but what you're saying about this game that's a Zelda game, you said about another game that got a nine. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and that's, that's where I get... I don't, I'm not hating on Zelda, but that's where I kind of start to have that dissonance with Zelda to where I'm like, wait, you said the same thing about this game and gave it a nine. You're saying the same thing about Zelda and it's a ten. Now, does that extra point come from the fact that it's Zelda? We'll never know. I, don't, I can't read the minds of of individuals is there a bad zelda game yeah that's a good question um i don't know if there are bad zelda games I, although you could uh, a lot of people did not like the uh most recent 3ds one okay whatever it was called where where you uh where you dressed up link in different costumes uh, to have different okay. powers okay. Yeah. triforce <laughs> heroes i think oh okay yeah okay. i didn't like that one yeah it it, it got a lot of uh bad press um outside of that i i think that if people went back and and 
objectively re-reviewed stuff like Skyward Sword and to a lesser extent Twilight Princess, I don't think that they would have the the scores that they got on release. Um, but I don't know that they're bad games. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, from so since you started your rant on Zelda, what do you think would be the game of the year? Okay, so I've got... Opening game of yes, the year. Yes, I've got... I know who could possibly dethrone, which I'll talk about at the end. Uh, I definitely think Zelda's going to be up there. It's probably going to win because of the way the media works. Um, I have to side with David because, to me, Horizon is like the grown-up version of Zelda, to me. Now, I know in Zelda you can do different stuff. I know uh, Zelda had better traversal. You could climb different stuff. And Horizon had a lot of that, that too. That was the biggest drawback in Horizon was the climbing I agree. Sucked. The climbing was terrible. But I mean, just taking down these robot, just being in robotic Jurassic Park and, you know, the the atmosphere was beautiful. I don't know how many times, and I know it wasn't Breath of the Wild too, but, you know, PS4 Pro, seeing that baby run on a PS4 Pro was just gorgeous. Just sitting, I would just sit there. I would, I mean, I played the game, I finished it to completion and I would go and watch streams of the game I already played on PS4 Pro and just, I don't know, man, I'd just get lost. Um... Like David said, the story was very well crafted. Uh, the end credits cut scene is nuts. Um, and I, I think that's what did it for me. Not to cut you off, but the the ending was leaps and bounds better than how I felt after the end of Breath of the Wild. Um, not to get into spoiler territory, but um, maybe it, it just did a better job of end capping the game, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And just seeing... On Aloy and on uh, Aloy's journey, all the different things she finds out about her past and about the different civilization—it's nuts, it's crazy. And totally did not get that her name was Aloy from <laughs> reading about it. So when they called her Aloy in the game, I freaked out because I thought it'd be Alloy. So, <laughs> Alloy, put it uh, on. <laughs> um, so that I, I side with David, although I do think Zelda will win. I think either one of I think either one of them, I guess, would be a worthy candidate to win. But I just see Horizon from the standpoint of, to me, it's a grown-up Zelda. Um, and see, but to be fair, on our side, I'm, I mean, to play devil's advocate, mm-hmm. you could say that Horizon Zero Dawn has that new IP freshness. That's true. That, I mean, they, I could have, that. that they could have pushed and then called Zelda stale. So it's, it's very... Which, they, I, if they would have called this Zelda stale, they would have been out of their mind. But, I mean, you could... A lot of people do give a lot of love to new IP freshness. I agree. We've seen it with some games that have sequels, and then we're like, wait, why did we like the first one yeah. so much? Yeah. And, you know, some stuff just doesn't hold up as well. So, it... I mean, I, I see both sides. That was just to play devil's advocate. It's a paradox in a way, too, because uh, Zelda is also like the tried and true... I think Zelda's the one title... That will always get high reviews, even if they put out a bad game or or a game like Seth was saying that's just not as well crafted as uh, Breath of the Wild. And I agree that Breath of the Wild is probably the best Zelda game out there. But Skyward Sword to me, man, it just I just didn't get it, and it was just getting tens everywhere. I'm like, not like not a single person thinks this game isn't a ten. Like it was just, you know what I mean? There's, you know. Uh, Andrea, you know, thinks certain wrestlers are attractive, but we're not allowed to talk about that. Oh yeah, well, we're I'm just gonna make I'm gonna make a point. I'm gonna make a point. 
She finds she certain men attractive. She finds some men attractive. <laughs> yes, typically it's wrestlers, but not every not every girl <laughs> that she's friends with thinks that that person is attractive. And to me, it's just weird that everybody is attracted to. I don't know. Does that make sense? Like everybody's like it's a ten, and I'm like stop and think about it for a second. It's probably an eight or a nine. Do you guys all seriously think it's a ten? And then I start to feel like some um, like people are gaslighting you. Well, I feel making like, you crazy. Well, I feel like some publications yeah. are scared to give it less than a ten because of the backlash they're going to get from the Nintendo faithful. I feel like that plays a part. You and maybe I'm, I'm wrong. Maybe I'm Stephen Hyde and I'm a conspiracy theorist. You guys, let me know if I am. But <laughs> that's my thing. I won't talk about it anymore. But I have a. I have, I don't know, I just have a lot of opinions about Zelda. But I don't dislike it. I'll play it as soon as I get a Switch. I have a lot of opinions about how bad this cover is drawn. <laughs> so, one of the, you guys are probably going to be like, you're crazy. One of the games that I think could shock the world as Game of the Year is Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Uh, I mean, I could see that. It's, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I get it. it. It's got crazy viral mass appeal. But you know, it's kind of the same thing that happened with Daisy. I totally Eventually, agree with you. People will stop playing it. I think it'll be best multiplayer, but not but not game yeah. of the year. I'm just saying because, like, like Seth said, because of the viral mass appeal, this and because list is of, already criminal. Because of the player base, it could be it could be crazy. Uh, it, it it could be game of the year. I don't think it will be, but I think it could yeah. be up for game of the year. I finished I Zootopia that a before I got multiplayer only game can be game of the year. That's true. Um, a game I think that could... I don't think Wolfenstein... I think Wolfenstein will be good, but not a Game of the Year contender. That is coming out this year. Evil Within 2 is not going to be a Game of the Year contender. I don't think the Fractured Butthole... I mean, the whole thing's a joke. They're good. Stick of Truth was good, but I mean, I just don't think... I think that's kind of a... That'd be a laughing stock of the gaming world if Fractured Butthole got Game of the Year. Um Resident Evil <laughs> Resident Evil 7 could be in its own category but it's not going to get game of the year. Yeah, Mass Effect Andromeda got too much too much stuff on the front burner with the facial animations botching and stuff. Yeah, I haven't heard any talk about Prey. Uh, I haven't heard any talk about Prey either except the ending's really good. Um so those those are kind of what I feel. I feel who could compete is Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, certainly. Which is two Nintendo titles. Hey man, I I feel like Mario's kind of in the same boat as Zelda where if a Mario game is good, it's automatically thrown up there for game of the year. Now granted, this Mario title looks amazing. I'm actually interested because I've said it on the air and I'll say it again. I like Rayman as a platform platformer way better than Mario. And yeah, people think I'm crazy. But not... I, I mean it. Um, but my, this, this game looks awesome. My hot take to end the show is that we should get back to making weird tacked on movie video games because I finished uh, maybe I'm late to the train I know I am I finished Zootopia uh, before I came here my first time seeing it and I would have liked to have played a weird tacked on franchise video game of Zootopia as doing a team Look, up with the rabbit and the you fox. You will be able to once Kingdom Hearts 3 finally comes uh, out. Uh, see? Maybe that's the world they release at D23. Yeah, D23. D23. And, but, well, to be fair, the Super Nintendo did have a lot of awesome movie games. Freaking Aladdin. Yeah. yeah. The game was amazing. So just I mean, full circle. There's, there's good movie video games out there. We'll do that next week. 
So next week we'll do movie video games. And uh, I will give you my review of the Necromancer and Diablo 3. Because I'm going to buy that tonight. Um, and I play a lot of Diablo 3 with my friends. So Let's um, do it. And we're, did you say you're getting a new game this week, Chris? I'm playing a game currently that I'll talk about next week. Okay, so we've got some stuff set up next week. Um, this was the inaugural first episode um, the real pilot, not the backdoor pilot that was tacked on to our previous podcast. Um, <laughs> the fake pilot. The fake pilot. Um, that was the one we showed to the studios to get approved. It's the B-side pilot. <laughs> and they, they approved us. We're here. Um, we're official on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. Um, Seth had some weird podcast app that we somehow got on. Um, which is great. Uh, I'm all for people listening however they want to. Um, if you could leave us a comment, share us with your friends. Um, we, you know, we're just kind of doing this cause we need an outlet and you know, it could cause some cool conversation with you guys. So hit us up on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, I didn't get our Instagram yet. I should probably do that. It's just going to um, be pictures of me with my headband popping off. Yeah. <laughs> like weird boomerangs of the boomerang. the boomerang of the headband just <laughs> fooping off of his head. Um, but it's uh, I don't know if we should introduce ourselves to exit. Nah, like we should just say definitely. bye. We love you guys. Sorry about Seth cutting out. We're still trying to get this figured out. Hopefully, you'll hang around for the journey. It's gonna get better and better, just like the other podcasts we've been a part of. Seth, we love you. We love all the people who listen. Love my brother in, in Europe. I can't wait till he comes back and he gets to join the cast. Oh love boy, my wife. Me either. I love David. You know, all I gotta say is stay salty. Any any last words, Seth? Uh yes. <laughs> Alright, good. Bye. Peace out. Stay fresh. Bye.